Welcome to Chasing Hermes, the pursuit of Mercury, with your hosts, Sean and Jason. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am Jason. And I am Sean. You know, last week I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Oh, I'm sorry know. to hear that. Yeah, it could be, you know, it could be a cold, uh, but I have an alternative theory. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I have a theory that it might have been an evil warlock. Oh, an evil warlock, as opposed to yeah. the goodwilling warlock. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I was in the I was in the grocery store, and somebody gave me the evil eye. You know, oh. and and I could just feel like it was a cold hand against you know my throat. Oh, chilling. Uh, it's just a, <laughs> that's just a you know beginning of it. It's, it's awful, but. Uh, you know, it's just a theory, okay. and uh, I still treated it as a uh, as a common cold. Uh-huh. And guess what? It went away. So it went uh, away. I guess. Yeah, it went away. Good. And if we want to apply Occam's razor to that, then mm, I guess there wasn't so much of a warlock after all. Although I think, you know, I'd, I'd much prefer a worldview where there were evil warlocks that could uh, cause these. Well, things. we can't be too sure, you know. It may appear like the normal everyday cold, but what if it was a cold delivered? in a warlockian package right so what you're saying is that uh there could be a warlock that has a special power to make his psychic attacks appear like the common cold sure oh my god and we would have no way of proving this wait did you say psychic attack i did say psychic attack oh what is a psychic attack it's some sort of things that are happening either in your body mm-hmm. or, or, or in your uh, immediate surroundings in your life mm-hmm. um, that, uh, you know, for one reason or another uh, can be assumed to be uh, psychically induced by yourself or, or, or somebody else. Right, and these could affect either your body, in the case of your cold, um, perhaps it affects your emotional states, right? Maybe mm. Maybe you get depressed one day and that was because... You know, an ex-girlfriend was psychically attacking you and, you know, thinking ill thoughts of you. Or perhaps, Oh, yeah. that Doesn't that happen to everybody? Oh, right. Perhaps. Mm. Or perhaps mm. in, it could be an attack on your mental state, right? Thoughts in your head that, you know, sound like your voice, but maybe they're not. Or it could be, you know, an attack on your, your willpower. You know, perhaps it's one day you just feel really lethargic or that you don't want to do anything. So we could right. say that these all originate internally you know i uh, somebody in my uh, close um circle here uh, uh once described to me how he was feeling so bad one day mm-hmm. and it was like from one day to the next right right and uh he was he was really starting to lose it i mean uh-huh. it was it was beyond just i mean this was not the cold mind you it was he was he was really starting to lose it you know the next day he gets an email saying Hi, I've been thinking about you, and it was from an ex-girlfriend that he had had such oh. a huge problem with. And uh, I mean, that's to, to him, it was it was clear that right. she caused it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that, and that's the kind of experience that that the psychic psychic attack will be like, um, whether real or not. It could be sure. imaginary, right? But the question is, what can we do differently if we um, accept a worldview where perhaps there's a possibility that it's not just a normal occurrence caused by normal everyday things, but rather it's some ill will delivered by uh, people outside of us. Right. Well, the first thing to notice here, right, um, mm. is that there is such a thing as magical thinking. 
Now, to you and me, that may sound groovy, but if you look at um, how it's defined in psychology, it's mm-hmm. actually a, a pathological state almost, in that, in that you are attributing the things, you know, seemingly random events mm-hmm. in your life to the intention of another person or right. to the intention of the universe even. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, all the bills come at one, on, on one day? God must be really punishing me now. <laughs> right, right. Right? I mean, you've, I think we can relate to that kind of feeling, um, yeah. but it can, it can turn into something very nasty and, and, and go, you can, you, you can really take it too far. Right. So, the, you know, once you start adopting that kind of worldview, you really need to have your, uh, keep yourself in check. Right. I mean, we've all met those people, especially in the occult community. We've met people who've just gone a little too far off the deep end, and everything is psychic attack, right? There's a, yeah. you know, even if we accept the possibility of psychic attack and the ability of, you know, be they magicians or just everyday people uh, directing, you know, bad thoughts towards you, you know, even if that exists, does it exist in every case where anything bad happens to you? And I think that's the danger. You know, we have to be careful that we don't go too far and become one of the, these people that every time I stub my toe or feel a little under the weather that somehow the evil warlock is is in the confines of his magical circle, burning his incense and waving a wand and cursing over a picture of us. Right, and once once you get into that, then you may venture very far into demonizing another human being who, you know, for all intents and purposes, may have nothing to do with your condition. Sure. I think before you go as far as um, going out to slay the evil warlock that's putting <laughs> the mojos on you, yeah. um, let's look at some of the things that you can do that will help you not to reach that far. Right. So there's tools. There's tools that we there's can There's tools use. that we can use. Is it in detecting uh, if there's psychic attack or in just in dealing with psychic attack? Should we just choose to believe right. well, that it's well, there? The first thing to do, right, is after you have uh, kept in mind that it could just be a, uh, something in your imagination, is that maybe, mm-hmm. okay, maybe it's not imaginary, but maybe it's um, something to do with your, you know, for the lack of a better word, your karma. Could I be doing this to myself? You know what the definition of a lunatic is? Is that, you know, somebody who keeps doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So if I don't like what I'm getting, oh, maybe right, I should yeah. be changing what I'm doing. All right. So I thought that was just to be human. <laughs> Everybody's doing <laughs> Everybody's it. Everybody's doing it. So why can't we? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because we're trying to be <laughs> right. more than human. That's, that's, that's the reason. Ah, that's right. This is, we're, we're chasing We're chasing Hermes. Hermes, and that, guess what? That's the direction he's running, so let's go with it. All so right. um, if, if it is karma, then uh, maybe you're paying for something that you've done in the past, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like to, to live in that kind of universe, that right. kind of punitive universe. But rather, I like to think, well, what are the kind of things that I'm attracting in my life? You know, am I, am I leave, living responsibly? You know, and it could it could stretch all the way down into the mundane level, right? Mm-hmm. If my car breaks down, right? Just just take that isolated event. You know, my car sure. breaks down out of the blue, right? Now, um, I'll be far more likely to attribute that to a psychic or magical attack if the car was brand new and just had a tune-up and and you know the garage didn't find anything compared to the other situation where the car is 20 years old and i've never changed my oils and i was driving off road right so we have to use some degree of of reasonability here and you know saying all right does this event uh does it seem to occur outside of the realm of normal everyday reasonability or is it just a little too weird to be coincidence right 
Right. Yeah. There you go. And if you really start looking at those things, you'll find that psychic attack or magical attack is actually a fairly rare occurrence. But sure. let's assume now, okay, for, for, the rest of this, for the rest of this episode, let's, let's assume that you are in a situation now um, where, or let's, you know, our listeners are in a situation where they really are under the spell, if you will. Mm-hmm. So let's say you are. Um, it doesn't have to be intentional. It doesn't have to be uh, something somebody's doing to you on purpose. Right. Um, if if you believe in, in in an intentional universe or a universe that responds to intention, then you know you have to believe almost that if I start having negative thoughts about you, then those negative thoughts are some sort of energy that will need to uh, dissipate somehow. You, you, sure. They will they will have an effect in the in in, in the world. Yeah. Right. So as to to come back to the example that I mentioned earlier about the guy with his ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, there. If if we are to take that uh, on on at face value, then she wasn't doing anything other than just thinking about him. But that, right. you know, whatever thoughts she was having were having these effects. Right. So, it, they, she was still broadcasting to the universe, and those thoughts are going to follow the path of re- least resistance, and that's right. going to find their way to your friend's front porch. That's right, and and maybe they had a very stormy relationship in the past, where where, where things just were very chaotic, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe those are the kinds of things that are going to happen again um, once that connection is reestablished mm-hmm. after having been severed for a long time. Maybe there's a buildup there. Sure, we're speculating, right? But my point is, it doesn't have to be an intentional act. Even right. if even if the things that are happening in your life come from somebody else. It doesn't necessarily have to be on purpose. It doesn't mean they're, you know, they've drawn the chalk circle in, in, in an abandoned building somewhere and you know, are, are reading from the Necronomicon. Right. So what you're saying is, is that even if we accept the possibility that we're being attacked psychically, that protecting yourself from psychic attack is not the same thing as somehow demonizing or judging a person as, um, as immoral in their actions. There, there's a difference there. Absolutely. And, and once you've demonized somebody, even if you don't go out to, to uh, kill that person, if you will, <laughs> right. um, or, or, or punish that person in, in any kind of way, then your, 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 your action of, of demonizing them will then send out the same kind of ripples. And you know, maybe there's sure. an um, uh, underlying sub- conscious buildup or escalation of energy there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, if you demonize somebody, then maybe you will be tempted to retaliate. You yeah. Know? Well, really, the then all, all you're doing is you're adding, you're adding gasoline to the fire in that situation. You're, and you're if, really if you know, with the, the Western mysteries and the occult, if you believe um, that, that adding energy into the world is going to aid to its manifestation of these events then really all you're doing is attracting more and more negativity from this person. The more meaning, you, the more negative meaning you give to their actions, the more these actions are going to affect you. Right. And even if you've um, been around long enough on this path to be able to attack somebody magically, mm-hmm. then you'll know why not to do it. Because right. what goes around comes around. It really does. Yep. You know, I mean, the, the Wiccans say, um, you know, that every action in the universe comes back to you threefold right the the law of return they call it yeah exactly and i think that there's you know even if i may not hold that view exactly i think there is evidence that we can see 
uh, as magicians. Um, you know, we've seen it in the past that you know what you do send out into the world does in some way manifest and therefore return back into your world. Right. So now, assuming that there is somebody attacking you uh, or some force attacking you, okay, then maybe also what you could do is you can look after your own house, as it were. You address the, the problematic areas of your life. You look at, okay, what are the weak points here? You know, if, I'm look, if I look at the pentagram of my life, you know, what, what's going on in my earth and what's going on in my air and my fire and my water, etc. Sure. You know, what, are, where are my weak spots? Because those are the things, those are the chinks in your armor where these things are going to leak in. Right. right, yeah. We, we mentioned the car. Is, is your car bad? Does it need maintenance? Then hmm, look after it. You know, do you, do you, have you looked after your finances? Or mm-hmm. is that one extra bill going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back? Yeah, and this is what some of us just refer to as, you know, maintaining the strength of your armor, right? And that, that armor is, it's a mental armor, an emotional armor, physical armor, um, you know, financial, your job, whatever. You have to keep the the walls of the city guarded and the more you allow yourself to to break down in these areas the greater weakness there's going to be and the greater possibility for something be it from another individual from the the, the world outside of you from you know evil demon spirits you're providing them an opening to to come inside those walls and so that's right. what we need to to protect ourselves against and once inside those walls, it seems to me at least, and I, I know other people agree, that um, these, these, these energies, if you want to call them that, I, I, I kind of don't like that word, but these, these energies, for the lack of a better word, um, they really are attracted to dirt. They're attracted mm-hmm. to things, to, to, to grit, to uncleanliness, to untidiness. And um, once you uh, clean up around yourself, you know, you, again, coming back to the car, if you vacuum the car and give it a nice polish it mm-hmm. doesn't seem to stick right you you'll you'll feel much more positive about it and you'll think positive things about the things that you're cleaning because you know cleaning something is almost as an act of love and the same goes for your house um if you have a lot of stuff lying around you know like old newspapers and and you know whatnot and dirty underwear and you know dust bunnies lying around everywhere get rid of them because it's 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 going to it's going to attract things that you don't want yeah, so what you're saying is that if you can maintain the strength of your armor, then even if, for instance, I was to attack you psychically or magically, it, it shouldn't be as effective, if at all. Right, because there will be less things to grab onto. There will be less um, dark corners to hide in. Ah, yes, I like that. Right. I, I kind of liken light to be sort of a beam of consciousness. And mm-hmm. once you've shone that beam of consciousness on something, then something that isn't supposed to be there will not have the same opportunities to hide. Yeah. Continuing on the uh, mundane things that you can do is that you can do uh, you know, exercise, you can make sure you get enough sleep, uh, that you eat proper food. Um, mm-hmm. All these things really uh, help you to get a certain uh, uh, a basic level of, of, of armor, if you will. But what could I do as a magician, as a, an initiate in the Western mysteries? Something a little more hermetic, for instance. Right, right. I, yeah, uh, it's fair enough to ask that question. That's why we're here. The first thing that you can do is, again, making sure that your house is clean. But now I'm talking about your spiritual house, okay. i.e. yourself. Your, your body is your temple, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you make sure that you do 
uh, your banishings or any kind of protective ritual or, or exercise that you want to do, mm-hmm. then if you know them, do them. And do right. them regularly. And you're referring to classical golden dawn lesser banishing ritual the pentagram the banishing rituals of the hexagram look if 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 you're into smudging smudge away you know exactly if you want to go to sweat lodge then then do that you know or simple prayer hey yeah absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. a prayer to to you know the archangel michael i'm sure that will do a lot you know if it's done if it's done with intention yes yeah so, so th- the idea here is to build up that that armor uh, on on every level. You know, mm-hmm. this this would relate to the spirit point of your pentagram. Right. Um, also, to this to this end, you want to make sure that not only is your body pure, but also your mind. Um, mm-hmm. You want to stay away from things that drag you down. You know, yeah. um, one of the easiest ways to to get somebody is to, or to get at somebody is to make them depressed. Right. Right. I think a lot of magicians actually are prone to depression. Yeah, well, it's much easier to uh, to have your mind break down than your body. You know, we our minds and our emotions break down on a continual basis. And, you know, our bodies are pretty good at protecting themselves. You know, we have a great, most of us have good immune systems, and they've been designed to protect themselves against the world outside. But we don't usually carry... Um, in our modern society as good of protection for our mind and for our emotions. Right. No, we certainly don't. I mean, how many of us have the TV blaring on day and night, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. How many of us have gone, gotten used to falling asleep in front of the TV every night? Right. And, and that's, that's not looking, good, looking after your mind. Yeah. But then again, those, those, are, those are borderline ma- mundane things that we can do. All right. Sure. So we mentioned banishings. So what, what kind of uh, other defense techniques do we have? Um, well, I'm familiar with um, you know some of the simpler forms of uh, defense against psychic attack, where in general you you try to psychically determine the direction that the attack is coming from. You build up protective symbols and you send it on that direction in order to sever the link between uh, the source of the attack and its return to you. Right. That's uh, that technique is described um, in several books. Uh, one, for example, Psychic Self-Defense by mm-hmm. uh, Dennings and Philip. And um, it's actually a very powerful technique in all its simplicity. And mm-hmm. the idea is that you're locating where the attack, if you will, or the influence is entering into your sphere of sensation. Mm-hmm. And you're neutralizing that that force or that stream by sending a symbol that is inherently balancing. So you're sending, I mean, you're not sending back a sword, you're sending back a shield is basically ah, what you're doing. Or, you, or, you're, or you're sending back something that neutralizes the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be a pentagram, it could be uh, a cross, uh, it could be anything that, that has that kind of um, neutralizing effect. Okay, so let's say I wanted to do this. Let's say I thought that somewhere, somehow, someone or something was sending me bad vibes. All right? Oh, no How? need to get so specific. <laughs> how how could I um what would it be like to to try to detect the direction that this is coming in and then what would it be like to send this beam of of protection in that direction All right step 1 
you you do your 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 purification ritual, right? Uh, whatever it may be, like we talked okay. about, All right. right? And then you you basically center yourself to any mean that you want. It could be a prayer, it could be you know just focusing your breath for a, for for a few minutes or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you try to make yourself sensitized, and you pivot on the spot. You try to feel if there is a particular direction as you're pivoting, where there is. Uh, a response, so to speak. Mm-hmm. If there is, if there is a, a, a place that feels more active or more negative than another one, and surprisingly enough, very often when you do this, you will find that there is something there. Right. And um, the thing to do then is to go back uh, to your starting position, and um, keeping in mind where the angle of the intrusion is at, and uh, you draw or visualize this symbol of choice before you and then what you do is you you basically reach out in front of you and you you concentrate it between your fingers um, so that you're actually shrinking it and making it more and more potent it's almost like you're distilling the force of this this symbol it's actually quite cool Um, you're distilling the force of the symbol um, be it a pentagram for example between Mm -hmm. your fingers and you're forming your, your hands your two hands into a triangle between your thumbs and your index fingers. Mm-hmm. And then you basically pull the symbol right into your forehead, which is the center of your attention, if you will, or the center mm-hmm. of your, your, your consciousness. And um, you pivot back slowly to the place that you noticed before. And from there on, you basically just shoot out this concentrated force. Uh, and thereby neutralizing the force. Oh, that, that's a great explanation. So, you know, basically we begin by intuitively detecting a direction where we think it's coming from, then through the power of our imagination, um, which we say builds up a force on what we would call the astral world, um, then we use that imagination to sever that link. Exactly. I see. Well, exactly. it, it just... It seems so simple. How it can it really be effective? Well, you know, all magic essentially is creative use of your imagination, yeah. and and the strongly held belief that by doing this, you're going to have an effect not only on, on your own psyche, but on the world around you. Right, and I think the proof is in the pudding. You know, if the you, proof is in the pudding. You, you try it, and the the great thing is that uh, you'll notice a, a great diminishing of the the negative force and the. The interesting thing is, you know, many people are asking, still they're asking themselves, does psychic attack really work? You know, can it, can it really be there? And the answer is it doesn't really matter when you're using this technique. It doesn't matter if there's some ex-girlfriend or warlock sending you rays of evil. If you believe it and you use your power of imagination, then you can diminish its effect. And I think that is, you know, one of the amazing um, relationships between our our internal states and, and the outer world. Right, and the best part is there will be no blood spilt. Right. right. You don't have to kill anybody. No. Congratulations. I think that, uh, I take that as a bonus. Yeah, yeah um, bonus. <laughs> there's also the uh, IOB technique. Do you know that? You know uh, IOB, it? yeah, that stands for uh, Invoke, Objectify, Banish. Is that correct? Um, Donald Michael Craig, who uh-huh. uh, popularized this technique uh-huh. in his book Modern Magic, 
um, defines it as identify, objectify, identify. Banish. Ah, yeah. I've learned something. Uh, close enough. <laughs> You've learned something. <laughs> I've learned something. Um, basically, what what the idea is there is that you um, again, just like you 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 did in the in the first stage of of the. The, the projection technique is that you identify what is it that's going on. You know where is it coming from, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but instead of instead of um, uh, ritualistically doing this, you're doing it beforehand. So mm-hmm. you're basically doing some sur- soul searching and uh, maybe some divination if you know how um, to find what it is that uh, that is affecting you. Mm-hmm. The great thing about this technique is that it doesn't have to be something. Or directed at something outside of you. It could be breaking a bad habit, mm-hmm. for example, or an addiction, or uh, some pattern in your life. Right. So any behavior or influence, either inside or outside of us, that we want to rid ourselves of, we can use this technique to uh, diminish, destroy. Absolutely, and uh, with with great success. So once you've once you've identified this thing. Um, you objectify it. And that's, again, where your creative imagination comes in. Let's say you have um, uh, something that's entered into your life, uh, be it through, you know, no causes of your own or be it through somebody else. Mm-hmm. You, let's say you have an, uh, uh, some, some sort of destructive element in your life. You objectify that as a, uh, a little demon, maybe. You know, something, sure. look, something, something bad looking. It could even be, you know, in the form of an inanimate object. But our imagination likes, you know, dragons and, <laughs> and goblins and make it creaturely. Kind of yeah, make it creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the more texture you can give to this, uh, the better. And you want to name it, right? Uh, there is an old adage that says that by names and images are all powers awakened and reawakened. So. So you want it, you want to give it a name, and you know it could be as simple as George or Buck, but um, probably better to give it a name like um, Destruction or, or something <laughs> like that. But even you know, you can you can go all out and call it you know, Abraxio or Gombalak, you know, whatever you right, want, you know, right. whatever whatever floats your boat. The right. key here is to get creative. Okay, so I've identified the thing, the force, the the negative influence I'm trying to rid myself of. I create an object to objectify it, and I somehow am identifying this creature, this monster that I've, I've named, with the very thing I'm trying to rid myself of, correct? Right, right. So, so you might want to draw this thing on a piece of paper, uh, or you may want to just write down the name on a piece of paper mm-hmm. um, to, to symbolize this, this, this thing that you've imagined. Now, and the next step is where you, that's where you do the astral work. And again, begin with clearing your space uh, magically with any any means that are at your disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want to visualize this thing that you've objectified. And you want to say, Abraxor, I call you before me. I can see you. I know what you're doing. And I know what you look like. I'm going to kick your butt. I'm going to kick your butt. No, uh, you don't say that. Oh, um, okay. You don't want to challenge <laughs> these things. Uh, oh, okay. But what you're going to say is, I, I'm hereby severing my bond with you. And you're going to leave me alone now because I have power over you. And that's sort of turning the table on these things. Because, again, these things, these negative influences in your life really feed on not being seen, on not having that great big spotlight shone Mm -hmm. at them. And they really Mm -hmm. shun that. Mm 
So what you want to do then is imagining, as in uh, Donald Michael Craig, uh, his explanation, you imagine a silver link that you hold in your hand, but that's basically like a leash on this demon's, around this demon's uh, head. And um, you basically sever the link, or you throw, you throw away the, the leash, and you send it on its way. Excellent. Right. At this point, you may want to burn the, the picture or the piece of paper that you, you brought in just to recreate this act also in the physical uh, plane. And again, once you've pushed this thing out of your circle, you reinforce the circle by banishing again. Then you want to try and not think about it. That's, that's, the, that's the hard part. <laughs> so you want right. to make sure you don't, you don't re-invoke this thing and re-invite it by thinking about it too much. You really want to sort of just plod along and you know, play your GameCube or whatever the kids play these days. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's, you know, one of the the great aspects of this technique and and the many variations of it is that it allows us to take the things that typically we've already let inside of our personal city walls, if you will. The the little nasties that have already made their way in that in many cases we then come to identify ourselves with, right? And we, we say not only is it me having this fear or me being attacked by this person but it's actually you know something that becomes who I am I am a fearful person I am an attacked person and this technique allows us to push it outside of our realms of identification um, of self-identification and then turn it into something else that we do believe is possible to rid ourselves of and then thereby through the power of, of the word the power of the astral magic um, and how uh, this technique reveals itself, uh, we can diminish it and expel it from us. That's exactly how it works. And uh, I've, I've done this myself when, you know, early on in my magical career, when I, mm-hmm. I believed that I was somehow being influenced. I don't want to say attacked, but I was being influenced by, by uh, somebody. It worked so well. You know, I did have to reiterate it over time, say yeah. maybe a couple of weeks between. Don't know why. Don't know why that 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 was necessary. Maybe it was me being untrained that I, you know, in my mind I kept coming back to it and biting it back in, or yeah. uh, you know, maybe this person was busy in his laboratory sending me new little, little, uh, uh, you know, needles coming my way in my in his little voodoo doll. I I, <laughs> I really right. don't know, but it it was immensely effective in changing my state of mind and putting me into a place of power where I decided what was going on within, within me and within my life. And that's really a place where, where I think everybody wants to be. You know, I think that that's important, is that you want to find what's going to work for you. Um, there's many different ways of doing magic. There's many uh, defensive techniques if, if this is the realm that you're interested in. And you have to find what works for you. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, don't throw it out completely maybe alter it and if it does work then it, it proves to you that there's value in the technique right and there may be many other uh methods of, of psychic self-defense that we haven't mentioned here if you feel that you uh have something you want to comment on or if you want to uh, uh share with us your method of choice your weapon of choice go to our website www.chasinghermes.com i learned something today jason What's that, John? <laughs> well, I learned that first and foremost, uh, even if psychic attack is real, it doesn't mean that 
every bad thing that happens to me is is caused by uh, psychic attack. However, I can still address the issue as though it were and still rid myself of negative influences in my life. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, you may or not uh, believe that magical attack is real. If you do not, then uh, you're going to have an interesting dream tonight. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that about sums it up, I think, for this uh, right. episode. Join us again next time, and we remain yours truly. Keep on chasing Hermes. That's right. And uh, I'm sure we will. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, See you next time. Tune in next time and keep it up. Visit our website at www.chasinghermes.com or send us an email at info at chasinghermes.com. To inquire about the Western mystery tradition, please visit www.western-mysteries.com.